0: For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links, go to GabrielRutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the, the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty free hip hop music. <laughs> Here's your host, Gabriel. It's only a metaphorical uh, drive home podcast today. I'm not driving. I'm actually uh, sitting in a house in Tucson, Arizona. You might hear my... I'm running a uh, washing machine. You might hear that in the background. I'm... uh, did t- two, two days here in Tucson, uh, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, since it's a condo uh, and I don't have to pay for a hotel room, I'm staying Sunday, flying to Vegas on Monday. That's why I have to do laundry. Also, not to make this too hot right away, but I, I'm even laundering the clothes that I was wearing today, which means I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here talking into my phone wearing swim trunks only. I know. Also, my whole body is covered in oil, which for some reason, that's actually less hot if you're not in that good of shape. Supermodel or you got ripped abs, oil on the body sounds hot, but oil on a chubby body is like butter on a loaf of bread, which is also hot. I say condo. I say comedy condo because that's the rules. You say comedy condo even though it's a house. Uh, there used to be a lot more comedy condos back in the day, back when I started. Um, I think probably because people had uh, – like the weeks at comedy clubs were more like whatever, Tuesday to Saturday kind of weeks. And so it made financial sense for a comedy club to get an apartment or a house – And not have to pay for two or three hotel rooms every week for different comedians. But now there's very few of them. And uh, uh, I'm in favor of that. I mean, this one's nice because um, I'm the only one here. I don't have to share a bathroom or anything. But that's, you know, I'm 49 years old. I don't want to share a bathroom. I don't even want to share a bathroom with my family. So yeah, I was going to fly home today and then fly back to Vegas on Monday. Today being Sunday. But uh, you know, that would have cost me like 300 plus dollars to do that. So also uh my wife and daughters are coming to see me in Vegas anyway, so I will see them. Also, Tucson, this is the best time of year to be in Tucson. I mean, I was walking around today, it's like 82 degrees. I don't know what it is in Olympia, Washington right now, but it's not 82 degrees. I'm walking around with my head like up in the sky towards the sun trying to get vitamin D all over my face. That sounded dirtier than I wanted it to. Uh, Anyway, getting the D in my face. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, It's just amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, There's all kinds of At least for a Northwest kid, like, I love the, uh, all the cactuses and desert flowers. Every, you know, it's like red brick yards with, uh, all these different cacti, cactuses, cactipuses. There's all kinds of cactopus in everyone's yard. That sounds like an insult to a lady you don't like. How was, how was your date last night? Like, oh, she was a real cactopus. But yeah, I like Tucson. Tucson's cool. Uh, But it is weird. It's weird to have, like, an actual off day when I'm traveling. Like, no show to do. Um, You're probably like, well, you're a borderline alcoholic. You're probably day drinking. You got me. I mean, barely... It's Michelob Ultra, so you know it's mostly water, which is uh, it's important to stay hydrated in the desert. Fun ass shows here in uh, at Laughs, (laughs) L-A-F-F-S, Laughs Comedy Cafe, which also has two Fs. Very confusing. I've been coming here, I think, since 2003 or something, something embarrassing like that. But uh, really fun shows. In fact, a lot of a lot of videos. If you've seen my videos online, a lot of them came from this club because I uh, <laughs> I had a guy who normally tapes weddings uh, do a two camera shoot for me here uh, years ago. Uh, that I was I sold as a DVD for a while, and then I put it up on YouTube eventually. And, uh, it now has 120,000 views, which, you know, whatever, but some of the clips that I cut up from it have, uh, gone viral. So that worked out. Uh, I always have a good time here at, uh, it was a little tiring because, uh, I was doing like 70 minute sets every night, which is, um, you know, it's kind of like a real job. Uh, but, uh, Good crowds, always weird shit happens here, but like in a fun way. Usually there's some fun audience interactions that happen. My wife and I, uh, we have uh, we have three children. We didn't mean to do that. <laughs> three children? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had more. What's that? I thought you had more of your stuff in Licky. children. <laughs> One show, uh, there's like a door right next to the stage. And uh, a guy, just in the middle of a joke, in the middle of the show, just walked right next to the stage, opened that door, this big metal door. And then, you know, you can hear it like chunk, chunk, chunk. And so that was so bizarre. Like, the whole crowd was it's like, I had to address it. The whole crowd and me were like, what the hell is this guy doing? I don't know if I'm going to be able to put up that video because I'm not sure. I can't see the door in the video. We'll see. I actually, like, followed him out the door to see what he was up to. And he was over uh, either smoking marijuana or a cigarette by a dumpster. Here's what's weird. He said, wow, and then nothing. No follow-up at all. I just had to... Oh, And then later, uh, when I was doing my merch pitch, I just, I decided to go back out the door and see if the guy wanted to come in and hear me read my book. <laughs> also, uh, I wrote I wrote a book. I guess I'm calling it a children's book for adults. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll read a page. Yeah. See if this guy wants back in for a going There, read a book. great part. He's not there, but someone else is. (laughs) And we're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Is this one of those drag queen story hours? It wasn't this comedy condo when I started coming here, whenever it was, somewhere in the 2003 to five area. Uh, it was an apartment and it was gross. It was like the, a notorious worst comedy condo in the business. It was just so disgusting. I wrote about it in my best selling to me book, uh, happiness isn't funny, true stories of a road comic. I believe I described that condo as, uh, cause it had, it had those clear plastic runners all the way down the carpet, but like the carpet was like disgusting. I think I described it as like walking on a shit stained, a, a shit stained aquarium. That's what it was like. I mean, you wanted to keep your shoes on when you showered in that place. Uh, very disgusting. Uh, and then, uh, that's years ago. Different owner. This place is nice. Little orange tree in the front yard. I mean, come on. Come on, Tucson. Stop being so goddamn adorable. There was an I remember there was an orange tree. No, it was a grape, no. Where do grapefruits grow? No, it was definitely an orange tree. Uh, there was an orange tree in the apartment complex where the condo used to be. And I was, staying, <laughs> one of the guys I was staying with, he was either, I think he was hosting. But he traveled like from Washington State to be the host in Tucson, which does not, I mean, it probably paid two, three hundred bucks for the week. It was Tuesday through Saturday. But he was so frugal that he was like – all he did, he bought a jar of peanut butter and he would take spoonfuls of peanut butter and eat oranges from the tree. That's what he survived on uh, for a week. I don't – look, there's a part of comedy where you have to like pay your dues and – you know, sleeping in your car and a rest stop occasionally, but like some people get way too into it. You're not supp- <laughs> You're not you're not supposed to be like uh, I love comedy so much I shit in a bucket. Like stop. Some people do comedy like the more they suffer the more reward there is at the end, and I don't think that's how it works. Cuz that guy doesn't do comedy anymore. He died from scurvy. The week after, he wasn't next to a fruit tree, so he had no vitamins. Uh, There's like an inside joke, a stand-up comedy inside joke. I put this in my book too. Let's see if I remember it. About condos. Uh, Comedian dies, goes to hell. The devil's like, oh, Glad you're here. We needed a comedian. We have a comedy club in hell, and the shows are sold out every night, like a 1,000 people. You're going to kill. You'll get a standing ovation every night. Also, you get all the food you want. It's the best food you've ever eaten in your life. Also, uh, any of the staff who works at the club, they're the most beautiful people you've ever seen in the world, and you can have sex with any of them anytime you want. And The comedian goes – I wait, I thought this was hell. And then the devil goes, Oh, you haven't seen the condo yet. Uh I did my big theater show in Olympia last week. Uh what did we have? I think five hundred and seventy two people uh were in that theater. Um I will not be playing any audio clips from that show because, uh, you know, I get the audio clips from my phone and the phone was like 10 feet behind me on stage. You can't, you can't, you can barely hear it. But, man, what a great fucking night. Uh, Really fun. Uh, And also, um, one of the people, one of the 571 people was my daughter, Olive, who uh, is 11, I was a little worried about her coming Uh, But then I'm like Well she's been watching South Park (laughs) I'm way less dirty than South Park I feel Look this is what happened My son God love him I love him Somehow my wife and I fucked up And we raised a Mormon I don't know how it happened But he is You know He would love a deeply religious lifestyle. That's how his brain is wired. Drugs and alcohol, bad. When we talk about the concept of dating someone, like if I tease him and I'd be like, you got to comb your hair if you're going to get a girlfriend. And he'll, he'll literally, he'll be like, well, if a girl only wanted to be with me, if I had good hair, then I wouldn't want to be with her. I'm like, I don't, You're like a religious android. I don't understand. And so we, I think we sheltered him a little bit too much. We kind of protected him. We didn't swear in front of him when he was young, when he was older, sure. But when he was young or we didn't let him watch any typical first kid shit. You have all these parent things you're going to do. We didn't let him uh, watch anything inappropriate. And then we raised a Jehovah Witness. So with the other kids, I'm like, fuck that. We're not doing that. They're like, can we watch South Park? I'm like, sure. I don't care. Watch South Park. And then I walk to the back room and I watch it in South Park. And it's an episode where the internet went away for the town uh, in South Park. And so uh, one of the characters is walking around with giant swollen testicles because he hasn't been able to masturbate. And I'm like, okay. Enjoy the show, my sixth grader. But anyway, uh, you know, I'm like, it's not the sex stuff. It doesn't feel great to do jokes about having sex with my daughter's mom. But whatever. Uh, I don't think she understood those. And then my wife was sitting next to her and she said she was laughing very hard other times. This is what's cool about it for, for me is – Me doing comedy to my kids is, you know, it's just a concept. I just talked last episode about how they get annoyed when people ask them about me. But granted, most of my shows aren't my hometown theater with 572 people in them. But for her to get to see that, for her to get to see all those people in a room, for her to get to see – uh People laughing really hard in a room. I can't even tell you. Uh, I'm a little choked up right now. It might be the one and a half Michelob I can't even tell you how much that means to me. To have my 11-year-old go like, oh, This is a special thing my dad does. And then also, uh, I wish I could play this clip, but it's literally, uh, you can't hear it. Uh, When I I did, uh, actually, I was pitching the book again. And I said the book is based on my, uh, about my, uh, inspired by my youngest daughter. And someone in the crowd yelled out, Olive Rocks. And then I, I think I said something like, well, that's a little too real. I was, But, uh, you know, my daughter Olive's in the crowd and she hears someone else yell out, Olive rocks. You know, my, my wife helped me sell merch after the show. Olive sat there next to us, you know, up on a counter looking proud. What a fuck. I mean, man. And then, uh, of course, afterwards, she says stuff to me like uh, – I bet no one's ever yelled out that you rock during a show. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, yeah, they have. <laughs> but out loud, I'm like, nope, you got me there. It's two separate lives, right? I've, I've described uh, stand-up comedy before as a, an affair I'm having with myself. Because I'm having all of these experiences, uh, amazing and Bad all of the experiences I'm having separate from my family. I'm having them separate from the people I love and kind a little bit it feels wrong. Uh, so on the rare occasion, when my comedy life and family life can come together uh, pretty special. Olive's like, when's your next show? I want to go. I'm like, well, there's not that many you can go to, but she's like, Can I when we go to Vegas, can I watch your shows? I'm like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> you absolutely cannot. If you follow me on uh Instagram or Facebook, you probably already saw this. I shouldn't say that. I follow people and I never see their shit, but I got, uh, I think it's my favorite comment I've ever received uh, on any of my videos. It was on my my dry bar comedy special, which is getting close to 900,000 views in seven months. Will I hit a million in a year? I don't think so. It's slowed down, but still pretty cool. Uh, but the comment was, this guy looks and sounds like an Arby's roast beef with cheese. I don't even know what that means. But I am taking the with cheese as a compliment. Actually, this guy sounds like an Arby's roast beef and cheese. Is That's kind of gross. Those used to be five for $5 when I was a younger man. I'm sure they're not anymore. They're probably like five for $10 or something. But that was, you know. Even when they were five for $5 in the 90s or whatever, that's, even then we were like, well, this can't be real meat then. There's some yoga mat in here or something. If I had quotes on my uh, website, sometimes people have like little poll quotes like, you know, this guy's hilarious, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, quotes from people about how funny you are. That would go on my website. This guy looks and sounds like an Arby's roast beef with cheese. Which I think would sound like this. Which I don't, that sounds disgusting and I'm sorry. The last time I had Arby's? You're like, how do you remember the last time you had Arby's? I. This is why I remember. It was a really long time ago. I was on the road. I was in somewhere in Idaho. I walked from the hotel to Arby's. As I was walking back to the hotel, I saw like a shoebox. And I was like, I wonder what's in the shoebox? It looked like brand, a brand new shoe box just sitting on the side of the road. So I'm like, I wonder what's in there. I kick it open and there's a rotting maggot-filled possum carcass. I screamed like a toddler on a roller coaster. And that rotting possum carcass was the second grossest thing that had happened to me that day. Because I also ate Arby's. I'm officially a guy who stretches at the airport now. That's new for me. I mean, I'm still not like, do really awkward yoga poses in front of other people. But I've been really trying to work on the hamstrings. I have tight hamstrings in general. And I've been stretching like every day. And I'm I'm looser than I used to be. So I have been doing that. I have been sitting and stretching at the airport. I'm still not doing like, like I said, full yoga poses where you're just trying to get to your gate. And you walk past someone who's basically saying, this is is what my body would look like if we were having sex right now. Look at it. Guy in my flight uh, on the way down from Seattle to Tucson, uh, paid for the Alaska Airlines Wi-Fi. And then uh, FaceTimed with, I think, his girlfriend or wife without headphones for like 30 minutes. What are you doing? What you got going on today? No, I'm just on a flight. And even her, she should have been like, do you have me on speakerphone? Knock it off. The only way to stop this speakerphone in public epidemic is if we stop having sex with people who FaceTime on speakerphone. That's the only way they're going to learn. Even when the plane lands, people, it's not speakerphone, but they still call and they go like, yep, just landed. No, yeah, I got a bag, bag baggage claim, blah blah blah. I'm like, we've invented text messaging. Well, not me. I had very little to do with it, but send a text, you lunatic. I guess they might ban TikTok. I don't know. Maybe not. But I haven't really paid attention. I mean, I guess I'd be sad if they banned TikTok because, you know, I have like 164,000 followers on there. That's the most of any social media. I don't think it does. I guess it does something for me. People show up to shows sometimes and they go, I know you're from TikTok. But if it went away, I think, you know, whatever. I'd be fine. I saw one clip of a... it's hilarious these, you know. The average age of a US senator is a hundred and fourteen, so they were having these TikTok hearings and this is, one dude was like, uh, now if I'm using TikTok, is that using my home's Wi-Fi? And then the the TikTok spokesman was like, uh I mean, kind yeah. If you're next to your If you're connected to the Wi-Fi, then the TikTok would be. But if you're not, it wouldn't be. I see. Would I need a separate phone line to connect to TikTok? Is that still a thing? Because I hate it when I try and call people. But they're online. So it just goes... Should I ask Jeeves if TikTok is okay? I have been trying to, because, <laughs> you know, I make money on TikTok, sort of. I mean, I do. It's not a lot, but like, uh, but it takes forever to go through. So like right now, my TikTok says that I have 500 something dollars, but I can't get any of it because it doesn't go through months. Until months after, but I did look and check, and I was like you can you can withdraw fourteen dollars, and I'm like, good, give it to me. You, if this is shutting down in a week, I want my fourteen dollars. I hope if if TikTok goes away, I hope I think I wish we would decide as a culture, let's not replace it. Let's just stick with Facebook and Instagram. And I guess Twitter. Remember when everyone was quitting Twitter? I mean, people are still quitting Twitter, but there was like one day that everyone's like, this is the new thing. We're all going to this website. And then it did, no one cares. No, It didn't work. It didn't take off. Just let it go. You know, it's like if you have a dog or cat die, you don't need to get a new one the next week. Take some time off. If Twitter, if TikTok goes away, let's just, What's the new TikTok? Just stop it. I'm 49 and I'm done. I stretch in airports now. I have very tight hamstrings. I travel to Arizona in the winter. I'm elderly. I drink Michelob Ultra because it's low carb. I'm old. I don't want the new TikTok. I was saying about this uh, for reasons unknown to me, but I realized my kids. You know, I have my uh, my daughter's eleven. A couple months from twelve. Uh, my son's a couple months from twenty-one, which blows my mind. I think I'm gonna. He's gonna come to Vegas with me when he's twenty-one and have his first alcohol. I think, which. <laughs> Might be exciting, uh, it might be um, like an Amish person on Rumspringa. But this is what I was thinking, my kids are all old enough that they don't run everywhere anymore. I don't know what that cutoff is, but like under 10, kids just run everywhere. like, so You want to watch a movie? They sprint to the fucking TV. Time for dinner, run. I remember parties when the like my son would be like, I don't know, 5 and we'd be at some birthday party and the kids would just run in a circle around and around a house. Constantly running everywhere. Got to go to the bathroom, run. Get up in the morning, run. I don't know what age that stops, but it'd be so crazy if we still did that as adults. Like an adult party with people in their 30s or 40s or above. Imagine an adult party where someone was like, you guys, the pizza's here. And then all these 45-year-old people just sprinted to the kitchen. Oh my God, it's here. I think the only thing that makes old people run like that is Kohl's cash. If you work in an elementary school, you spend most of your day uh, telling children not to run in the hallway. If you work at an office, no one has to tell you to not run. No one's like, Susan, stop sprinting to the copy machine. It's not safe. Bob just got a new hip. You're going to take him out. I mean, people would think you were not well if as an adult you ran everywhere. Like if you saw your friend across the room as an adult and ran over to them, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. They'd be like, I need new friends. That's acceptable four-year-old behavior, but not 49. 49. Even like when little kids get off the school bus, they run home. I would I would I wouldn't run home if a pit bull was chasing me. I'd be like, Well, this is my fate. If this brisk walk can't get me away from this dog. All right, we're gonna call that a podcast. Um, I got some more drinking to do, some laundry to do. Some stretching. Might get Arby's later. Got a hankering all of a sudden. Bye.